And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's The Plague, week 60 of the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guests. He's a comedian who would really like you to keep the music down and please stop having sex in the alley behind his house. It's David Huntsberger. And she's a writer and producer who is totally fine with you not getting your vaccinations, just as long as you're fine with being shot from a cannon in outer space. It's Wendy Molyneux. Tone Zone is here to let Melinda Gates know that he's not just young and single, but he also has his own charitable foundation, the Tony Thaxton Institute for Tapping That Ass. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend, Allison, Allison, with perfect good times never end, Allison Rosen, do the way we get some pants again, Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. Hello, my little pandowdies. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. By Tammy H. And it is an a deep dish apple baked item, which you may know from that song. Creole something jam something and apple pandowdy makes my eyes light up and my stomach say howdy. Uh, which was the theme song to that uh, Tig Nataro show that our own one of our guests who you're going to meet in just a moment was actually a guest on. Um, I am really this. I'm really taking a tangent. Did I say that Tammy H sent it in? Because I wanted to on Patreon. Um, and also, this is the word that she's been using for the pandemic. And I think that is fun. Anyway, very exciting show today. I would like to say hello and welcome to all of my guests. David Huntsberger, the one I mentioned before, who was on One Mississippi with that theme song. Hello. Oh, hello. I did not put that together. Uh, I liked that song. I thought it was um, Jambalaya from Hank Williams. You know... Sometimes I'm wrong about things. Well, maybe they switched Wait. it. Maybe they just used that in the first. I don't remember. I feel like it, at one point that was. Maybe that was just on the, the bayou, right? Yeah, yeah. Son of a gun, gonna have big fun on the bayou. Yeah, a Creole pie and, and a wait, isn't Apple Pan Dowdy yeah. a, a lyric in that song? Uh, that song loses me, even though it's short. I only know the Creole pie and a crawfish pie and feel like gumbo. Oh, I think that I have confused them. Hmm. I, I might be. I don't know. I don't know the lyrics well enough to say that you are inaccurate. Apologies. I might be. Someone who loves this song is, I mean, possibly Tammy H is yelling at her phone right now. Um, I think that I'm wrong about this song. And Tony, who I have not yet introduced, I'm going to need you to look it up. Um, I'm I'm already on it. Oh, okay. And what I'm sorry, the what was the word? It's pandowdy. Pandowdy. I'm looking for. Yeah, I don't. As two separate words. Pandowdy. No, it's one word, like pandowdy. One word. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) pandowdy. And it makes your eyes light up and your stomach say howdy. And I need to know what else it does. What else? What other lyrics there are? And while you look that up, Wendy Molyneux. Hi. Hello, you have been just furiously untangling a necklace, mm-hmm. but it's untangled. I just untangled it at the exact moment that we started, and that was really exciting for me. I, this necklace has been tangled for a week. 
Can we see the necklace? Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you can go to see the video. I mean, in addition to plenty of other perks, which I will mention, but if you're dying to see the now untangled necklace, I would direct you to Patreon.com. Is anything more exciting than a lady (laughs) untangling a necklace? No. Um, what it is, it has all my kids' initials on it. Oh, I love so that. So I actually hate not wearing it. I wear it all the time, like habitually, only take it off at night. So it was really bothering me that I didn't have it on. Had it tangled while it was off your person? Mm-hmm. I obviously laid it out poorly at night or some sort of elf or something or a curse had occurred. An elf? I got you think maybe elf. I also heard elf looking for cats. You no, know, you could have an elf at you any do time like in your the... house and not know about it because he's not on TV anymore. He could be anywhere. That's right. He could be just sneaking in, tangling necklaces. Yeah. He eats your cat. He tangles your necklace. He goes back to space. Uh, <laughs> I would also like to say hello and welcome to my husband, Daniel, three weeks in a row now of you back on the show. This is the first time, though, you've adjusted your Zoom background, so it looks like you're at the beach. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the the waves. I drove to the beach, honey. And the palm tree and the, the fact that your microphone disappears when you take your hand off of it. Whenever I go to the beach, I start to clip out like this. It's just natural. It's so relaxed. It's a really great hair product, too, because the, the tree leaves blow, but your hair stays perfectly put. That's really impressive. Yeah. You got a hel- hair um, helmet happening. I just feel like you look cool as hell, Daniel. Thank you. You're welcome. Gosh. Sign up for Patreon to see Daniel at the beach. That's right. A necklace and Daniel's hair helmet. Oh, my if you God. Ever wondered, can you imagine? If you ever wondered what Lyle Lovett looks like at the beach. We're looking at subscribe. it. Subscribe. <laughs> And you don't have his beach calendar (laughs) (laughs) that he puts out every year. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't admit that I do. No, Lyle Lovett does. Oh, you have one too. I have his. Oh, you have his. (laughs) I thought you were saying you also do one every year. No, Lyle and I exchange beach calendars every year. Right. Wait for Christmas. Yeah. But he doesn't want to admit it. What a nice tradition. He's a sweetheart. I is honestly your... think he is. I'm counting on it. <laughs> I have one from a few years ago. I remember the theme was, you know, you Quonset. And <laughs> I don't know if that one was beach themed, though. It felt like you were by a series of lakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's always confused. He confuses. He has a syndrome where he confuses beaches for lakes. It's, it's oh, called Lovett syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that's right. He gets beaches and lakes mixed up. I remember right. reading that in his autobiography. Anyone You're going to love anything. it. His autobiography <laughs> was really yeah. good, buddy. And um, you know, you you know, you Quonset was in Daniel's calendar or in Lyle's calendar. I remember from Daniel's, and I think he mm. did lakes, but yeah. you know, it's been a while. Maybe you have what Love It syndrome. That could be. I do yeah. find myself oftentimes like by a creek or something. Like, are we at the beach? Because I see, you know, anytime dirt goes to water, I mean, like this. True. This is a beach. Could correct? be a beach. I was taught that this was a beach. Now, is it the ocean? If I can see land on the other side, right? That's where you get confused. Yeah. Forty-five percent of people have Levitt syndrome. Yeah, but how would you know you have it? You just think it's normal. Yeah. No one thinks to, to get tested. To that means you have it. Uh, and Tony Thaxton, hello and welcome to the show. What have you found? Hello. Okay. So 
Uh, that is correct. I don't see the Pandowdy mentioned in the Jambalaya song, okay. but I do see it in Shoe Fly Pie and Apple Pandowdy. Yes, yes, that is what I was thinking of. I, yes. you know what? All this was just. It still served as a plug for one Mississippi where you can see our own David Huntsberger, oh, and also yeah. it was a show yeah. that I enjoy steals the show quite <laughs> deserved deserved his own spinoff to me it was, wasn't was robbed a huntsberger tour de force i barely remember anything else you know that was a fun day of filming i'll call it filming i feel like that's what the pros say and i felt like it went okay and then i remember watching the episode and it really felt like they went out of their way to cut like around me <laughs> like, doing all these wide shots and then like a lot of my dialogue they're just on tig and i was like i'm i'm not good at this and so you know if you've got the stuff they focus on you a lot and i don't know what the opposite of having it is but that seemed like that cut um really uh, tried to do that or like uh, embodied that to me. Maybe I was just being sensitive, but it did feel like, oh, well, it's a wide shot. They're lingering on that wide shot. We do have a television professional among us, but I'm going to oh. answer instead. Yes, I too would read it that way. However, the show was a it, like she's the star. So it would yeah. make yeah. sense that focusing on her emotions as you're talking uh, it might be a choice and not have to do with you just stinking up the place and lacking it. That Well, yeah. I mean, you can take it either way. I've chosen to take it the, uh, I, <laughs> ah, they thought I stink way. But I mean, I wasn't offended by it. And I liked the way it turned out. There were a couple lines that they didn't use where I, I, I know on the day Tig and I were like, oh, that was, that was fun. But what are you going to do? Wendy, you are the TV professional I just mentioned, and your necklace is untangled. Does Dave mm-hmm. stink? No. Never also, I that. work in animation. Yeah, it's different. So I don't know what they do with the cameras and shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I get, I do this a little bit, and I usually settle it, but, you know, if, if the camera goes below and you can see my knees bouncing, it doesn't go great. Or when I'm standing, I'm kind of always on my tiptoes, just kind of bouncing just a little bit you know like most my acting coach uh god rest him hasn't been around for i don't know 25 years uh told me that was fine he said you know hot feet they can edit that out don't you am i wrong to remember that you insist on dressing as a clown no matter what the character is it's clown elements so it's not full clown but it's always the ruffle i'll always ruffle. ruffle Like an old-fashioned clown neck ruffle. Absolutely. And the full paint, full makeup. Some version of full paint. So if they need me to look like like this, it would be full clown paint, but just hints of like you'd see the big circles, you'd see, Mm -hmm. you know. And I I dictate what kind of day my character is going to have by not like a deep red for – but you would just see a hint, just a hint of an upside-down frown wide here. But like just Mm -hmm. just – Slightly different from my natural skin tone. And isn't this why you were fired from Manchester by the Sea? Because you were supposed to play like an old friend of Casey Affleck's that he meets at a bar to talk about his dead children and you showed up day of dressed as a clown and refused to go into wardrobe and makeup. We're having a very emotional back and forth. I'm at the bar and I know it's weird right. that he still drinks, even though that caused this horrific accident. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm kind Just of playing spoilers the left and right, even though I'm never going to see that movie. Uh, it doesn't okay. spoil anything, but it is oh. really frustrating. Like, how much do I like this character? He doesn't 
It didn't really seem to learn anything. And so I'm playing this character that's at the bar and I'm at like Wendy. But it was not supposed to be a clown. If I'm. I didn't. What happened is I was in subtle clown (laughs) paraphernalia. The ruffle isn't subtle though. I break through to him and I say, you need to get out of here. Get back on the track of life. You're wasting away in here. This is what caused everything. But then didn't you go. (laughs) No, I I shot him. I gave him a little oop. From the lapel flower. And mm-hmm. he he was just leaning in to like break down on my chest as that was happening. I didn't pick it up. I was I was sold on doing the the lapel flower thing. So that was on me. And then I was fired quickly. It was not like right. let's go back to one. It was like get him out of here. And that that hurt. I'll take my business elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. They did that. And I you know, clown method is not popular, but it's all. It's really effective. I mean, for something to even be considered <laughs> to be popular, it has to go past one person. Like to say not popular when it's literally just you. Yeah, but I mean, I'm trying like to get the, it off the ground. Such a crazy understatement. I don't well, even this know is, what to say. I might log off. So you might log off. Yeah. Give me a chance. Watch the reel. Watch me I've do seen my the reel things. so many times. Every you, morning I wake up and the reel is on my front porch again <laughs> with a please consider <laughs> posted on it. Yeah. And then you have a billboard in downtown yeah. uh, but I set the that reel. I see all the time with please consider with you dress as a clown, not listing a show or anything. You just want everyone to just <laughs> consider it. If they come over, I open up my shirt. And I have a website on my chest, but I want them to get, I don't want them to just buzz by and go, what is it? And I yell it. I, I feel like I'm just wasting my breath. They come and look. Do you, do you still have the second clown face painted on your chest, which is another that's, disturbing element of the character. I'm not painted. I mean, that's tattooed there. Oh, Jesus. And so that's my acting coach. That's Phil. Mm. It's an homage. Oh. It's, it's <laughs> a sensitive thing for me. He's a treasure. Mm-hmm. He invented mm-hmm. clown method. Dave, you're yeah. trying to get. Cl- oh, so there were two who did clown method, but one One's passed away. Dead. Yeah. Right. And so now you're the sole keeper of the method but you're trying to get it off the ground daniel right. has gotten daniel you're no longer at the beach what happened <laughs> i forgot to wear sunscreen <laughs> so i had to come inside daniel <laughs> has popularized the quants method yeah which in mm-hmm. there's quants method for hanging a sweater quants method mm-hmm. for engaging your toes when you walk what are the oh, other quants? what are the other oh, quants you, you engage your toes you you engage your toes at all times honey oh, whatever so I was going to the where I was headed with this was Daniel. What are the other quants methods, and how did you get quants method off the ground? However, I'm gonna put a pin in that for a moment because I must tell you guys what's going on. There's a few things going on. Uh, so Owen, our two year old, has not gone poop in eight days. Whoa. Yeah. Before that, it it had been seven days. So I gave him a little bit of Miralax um, at the direction of a doctor. And then he went. And then now it's – so he went – that that was eight days ago he went. And then now it's been another eight days. And he's like still not going despite the Miralax. But the more constipated he gets, the less constipated I get. It is so, – I feel like I must be like inhaling the Miralax or something. It's very strange. Or he and I have like Freaky friday our butts. <laughs> Blue chat. 
Have I overshared? <laughs> have I said too much? No, I just, I'm wondering, have you tried prune juice? He will not take mm-hmm. prunes. You could put prune juice in a smoothie. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. They sniff it out. You got to hide it really well. Elliot likes prunes. Like he'll ask. Mm. He doesn't need them. He's a a regular little guy, but he enjoys the taste of them. He likes to eat them. Owen, uh, if he can detect just a tiny, the, 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 a scintilla of prune, he says no. Mm. All right. So hide it in a smoothie is what you're saying. Could try. Yes. Um, I mean, at this point, we've loaded him up with so, so many things. It's like we're it's like we're running a wartime mash unit, but just for poop in our kitchen. I mean, mm. there's like tea with stool softener in it. There's bottles with mirror. I mean, just don't don't drink anything from our kitchen. When he finally when he finally Sam. blows, it's going to be like those those guys that have those uh, things in the ocean or in a lake where you shoot water and you levitate up. Have you ever seen this? <laughs> yeah. Is he is he's he? Gonna be, he's going to be like floating around the house like. Yeah. Sorry. Uh he it's like a like a butt jetpack. He doesn't seem mm-hmm. to be in pain. He seems I to be I don't know in, about that. I think he's in pain. I think he's so he grabbed my hand. He went poopy, poopy and grabbed my hand and pulled me to his room. That was me, honey. <laughs> pulled me to his room and then he wanted to climb up on the bed and then somehow on the bed he like what I don't know, he he flopped around and like shook his head and somehow I think held it or made the urge to go, go away. I think he had the urge. I think that was painful. And then somehow it passed while he was on the bed and I was a party to it all trying to tell him, no, go, let it happen. Um, Have so, you stopped milk? Uh, so that is a bit of a problem. Um, although today he has not had any, but he does even though, look, I know. If you're going to judge me, that's fine. I'm already judging myself. Um, he still takes bottles. No, so... kid still takes bottles. No, I've had a kid who took bottles till four. Oh, really? Okay, that makes me so feel if better. You're, if you're indicating I would judge you, definitely not. Some of your listeners, sure. No, judge I expected you. I know, some but... of my listeners would, but, th- but knowing that you had a kid who takes, took bottles till four, I feel like we'll keep them at bay. Because I mean, we everyone... switched them to water, but it, it was like he liked the shape of a bottle and drinking out of a bottle at night. So, like, fuck it. It's yeah. not hurting anybody. He doesn't still drink a bottle. Right. Get off my what, nutsack, what? listeners. Just kidding. Whoa, I love you. Whoa. I love wow. you. I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. This isn't that kind of podcast. Get off my nutsack, yeah, too. What, you think this is Joe Rogan? Yeah, <laughs> it's Joe Rogan. I just want to go on Joe Rogan and tell it like it is. <laughs> no, I love the listeners. No one's going to get on my nutsack about a kid drinking water out of a bottle at age four. That's just life. What no. are, What would they be judging you about just out of curiosity? What What are like the parameters that you're uh, skirting or something like that? What, what What are the norms that you're bending? Uh, they say to stop bottle. Well, what Wendy's doing, though, water in a bottle. Like, I don't think anyone has a problem with that. It's if you're still giving them formula. It's formula, really. He's still going to take some formula. And really, you're supposed to stop that and bottles at age one. Although neither of my kids oh, stopped my at kid's one. My 20 months old. He drinks yeah. his milk out of a bottle all the time. It doesn't – people are fucking insane. 
Um, and then so <laughs> they're insane. If when you're saying like, what are you going to get judged on? This is how you know that someone is the father of a child and not the mother of a child. No <laughs> offense, but because it like mothering culture and like the judgment and stuff, it's just like at, about literally everything. If you breastfeed, if you don't breastfeed, if you do formula, yeah. if you don't do formula, if you if you uh, hug them to sleep or or if you sleep trained, it doesn't matter. There's no right answer. There is someone out. If you have a natural childbirth, if you have it with an epidural, there is someone out there who has a very strong opinion and they make money off their book that they wrote about it. And it's just like, it's nonstop. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's crazy. It's wild. It's wild. Wendy, are you a member of the private Facebook group that I Mm -mm. have been talking about nonstop? Mm -mm. Okay. Mm -mm. There is. I refuse to be in those groups a thousand percent. It's so smart of you to do that. Uh, there's, I'm not going to go, I've gone into it a lot, but there's just this horrible, horrible East side LA. That's not, that has a specific name. I'm not giving, I'm not offering the name. I, I bet I know what group I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. But it is so ridiculous and toxic and I hate all the women. Are you going to type the name in and I'll tell you whether it's that one. Does the, but the name might come up on the screen. It could come up on the, the chat. <laughs> screen. Come up. No, I'm it's text it. I'm texting it. Okay. You. No one can see that. Okay, perfect. I'm sure you know the one. I did not mean to hijack this conversation. That's okay. It drives me nuts when people care about this stuff. I meant more like, have you stopped milk to try to get into poop temporarily? Um, Yes. Yeah. One of our kids has a milk. We switched him to oat milk entirely because he couldn't. He was having crazy constipation when we gave him cow's I mean, I, milk and we had to switch him. Like not not because we didn't want him to have cow's milk. That. He just got so constipated right. and got, had painful pooping and like it was wild. And then when we switched, it got better. So we we're like, I guess we're switching. Yeah. We should try that because I was I had lactose issues when I was little. Maybe he does too. And oat milk is delicious. Yeah, it's very we sweet. found that my youngest really likes it. So, um, and then Wendy, I also have a question about. So, I wanted to know how old he is. He's twenty months because twenty months, twenty one months. Sorry, twenty one months. months. Okay, yeah. so Owen is. I I can't do the months anymore. But I guess he's twenty. What is he? Twenty six months, Daniel. He turned two in February. Um. Oh no, it's not that one, Wendy. Oh, that's the one I've heard about. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's another crazy one. They're all crazy, Daniel. They are all I don't crazy. Know. That's the thing. The Burbank Here. one's supposed to be normal. Didn't you say that one was normal? It actually seems pretty normal. Um, Wendy, I will uh I will hang on one second. Sorry. It's like whenever you guys, whenever you get get a bunch of bitches in a room, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, what podcast are you God. on? Did you switch? Wait. <laughs> are you, yeah, are you back on we were, Joe Rogan? I, I'm trying to make I'm, I'm trying to make a million bitch. dollars, honey. <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> um so I have noticed that you you got like you all went to Desconso Gardens mm-hmm. and your littlest one was not in a stroller, but at least from the what I saw, it seems like he sticks with the pack. Does he ever like go off on his own? Because I've been sort of nervous about going on a walk, you know, on a busy street or anything like that with Owen because I'm afraid he'll dart in a different. We in- let him off leash at Desconso. <laughs> we did at Desconso. But I was Owen's inspired. Owen's the older one though, right? No, Owen's a little one. Owen's the little one. Sorry. I was inspired. <laughs> the brain doesn't work anymore. That's okay. None of ours do. I, Daniel, we went to Desconso yesterday. I was inspired by you, Wendy, mm-hmm. and it did work and it was fine, but your guy is even younger than Owen. Does mm-hmm. he pretty much just stick? Is it like a pack situation? 
Yeah, he kind of sticks with us. He doesn't wander off on his own. He's independent, but I can't, I don't, we don't have wandering problems. I think he hasn't been that many places. Like the Mm -hmm. Stunsel Gardens was our first really, like literally in a year going anywhere. Yeah. Because it's all outdoors. And even then I was nervous because I had to take them in to like use the bathroom. So I made them put on like a more intense mask to go into the bathroom because I know COVID will probably be fine if a kid gets it, but I'm also not eager for them to get it. Right. You don't want to be that one in a million or whatever. So like I just felt, but also I hadn't really been in a public bathroom in a year. So like just going into a public bathroom felt like you didn't want to breathe. I was like sweating. Yeah. It was yeah. like wild. Yes. I, uh, I use the bathroom at Desconso. Um, it's a great bathroom. It's wonderful. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah, it's so good. Gorgeous. <laughs> Breathtaking. But I mean, yeah, I'm vaccinated, so I wasn't even that worried about me. I was like, what if all four of my kids get COVID? Like, I'm going to feel like a piece of shit, you know? Like, I know it'll probably be fine, but like, it's, it's hard not to think about it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. the baby tends to follow everybody because he's like, I don't know. The real follower. Know. Not a, a real not a real leader. He wants type. to do whatever, but also I will say having a follower kid is helpful. Like at 18 months, he started when we would go for walks, he would hit his mouth and go mask, mask. Aww. And wanted a mask. So we See, got like little uh, tiny masks for him to wear when we went on walks and stuff because he wanted to do what the other boys were doing. He didn't understand why he didn't have one on. And I, so he's been wearing it religiously ever since. I think there's something That's adorable ab- about it having it is. it's super cute. I think there's something about having three other older cooler siblings like owen just has elliot and he does want to do everything elliot does but i think if there were even two more of them that would even yeah. reinforce it even more it's the whole group right for sure and i know uh, there could be also someone going like but kids under two aren't supposed to wear a mask because they could suffocate that's like if they're sleeping in a mask of course you don't put a mask like this is when we are with him watching him we're all actively doing something so if anyone's tempted to say to judge for that too we know we're not letting him sleep in it. It's fine. <laughs> so now my task is to not go seek out the group that you mentioned, Wendy, because I have discovered that uh, I am like almost addicted to reading this board now that I mm, personally mm-mm. hate all these women, um, except there's some people that you and I actually both know who are in the group and they're fine. But 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 the but the beating heart of the group is just so obnoxious. And now I, it's like my own reality show. I can't quit it, but I've got to. Mm-hmm. I've got to. It's just taking up precious brain space. Yeah, I don't join any of Facebook groups at all because I think groups, there's something about groups where they do tend to disintegrate over time, no matter how healthy they might seem or whatever in internet situations because – I think people do like drama. They're attracted to it. And anonymously uh, being able to say something is, you know, tempting. And so eventually someone gives into temptation and like, even if you're not supposed to scold each other or something, I think it just happens over time. But I try to use Facebook as little as possible. I haven't completely deleted it, but um, well, I was I was only on it like little. I was only on it every few months. I was like mm-hmm. har- I, I would marvel at the fact that it didn't shine bright to me at all in the same way that Twitter and Instagram. I spend way too much time there, but I, I had no interest in Facebook. And then I think Daniel and Daniel told me something like, was it you, Daniel, who said that the studies show that engagement on Facebook is like just much higher than the other ones? 
I think yeah. you might have said that. And then I was like, oh, you know, really, if I'm going to be posting about my show, I should do it there. And then somehow that turned into an excuse for me to become addicted to these horrible ladies. Enough Did about this, though. Any... Go ahead. What? Oh, no. I, I, it reminded me of, uh, I don't know if you guys have this, like, I, it feels like it was very specifically sixth grade. And we had a pretty big playground area where at that grade, we were open to, like, really move around. And it felt like... You could play tetherball, but some sixth graders felt like they had outgrown that. And a big thing to do was the girls all dressed the same, but they were always constantly comparing like their type of socks and what type of shorts versus tank top combo. And the boys all dressed the same too, but it wasn't really a point of emphasis. But the groups would be like the boys, someone had an M80 and they were marching over to like show it, you know, like let's go behind the backstop. And you'd see like 10 dudes just walk by, like <laughs> trying to pretend everything was cool, but also like they're going somewhere. And then the girls would come by because someone had kissed someone and they were going like, to talk about it and they'd go by. And it felt like just all recess was these very determined, but it was always like 10 kind of different people, like eight, seven or eight core people, two or three people just excited to be like, I'm finally in the group. I'm going to put out this thing. And it was just going across. And I just, my sixth grade to me felt like standing there going like, well, where are they going now? And that, that feels like what Facebook is. It's just constantly yeah. like people like, I found a group. Here's my thing. Guess what? Guess what this asshole did when they parked their car or whatever. Yes. It just, I'm not into it. Yeah. Yes. And so then it'll be like, look what this asshole did when they parked their car. And then they're like, did you ever consider what the asshole who parked their car that way <laughs> is going through? And then <laughs> then someone will be like, how can you even think about the car when all I mean, it's just it is crazy. Wendy, is it true? Is it true, Wendy Molyneux, that you went out of your way to yell fuck you at someone who wasn't wearing a mask and your kids joined in? No, at the, um, at the Burbank mall, there were three or four men, men, you're ruining oh. everything again. <laughs> men. Hello. Go ahead, call her. I'm being in public these days. I'm telling you, they, uh, the left's crazy. I, I have my mask out just below my chin for a second to take a sip of coffee. They, and, and you were not going to believe what came along. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were they were having an anti-mask protest. <laughs> so there were three to four of them, at least three. There might have been a fourth lingering nearby. And one said <laughs> the vaccines are dangerous. One person supposed to board said the other said masks are a compliance check. Oh, boy. <laughs> Which I had never even heard that phrase. And then there was a third billboard. But I don't think I took that one in before. And my brain just short circuited it. So I was headed towards the mall if you've been to the burbank mall which i know you have you're driving like sort of towards the five guys and it dead ends and i was supposed to go right but i was like hell no <laughs> i wanted to go i needed if i went right i wasn't going to drive by them and i was uh -huh. like <laughs> we're turning left kids there you have facebook group. in the car i had three of my kids in the car and i rolled down the window and i flipped them off and i yelled fuck you assholes as loud as I could. <laughs> and immediately my second oldest said, fuck you assholes. <laughs> and then my baby, the 20 month old goes, fuck you asshole. But like in his own version of it, he heard me do it. And then Jose do it and it sounded fun. So then he did it. And then we, and they all laughed and they all just thought it was so funny that I had honked and yelled. And um, then we got home and I asked my second oldest, what did mommy yell at the mall? And he goes, something about bread. 
<laughs> like, <"Great." laughs> but like anyone who, again, anyone who wants to judge me for that, they don't remember that you did it. Right. You know, they just remember the feeling and the feeling was pretty fun. I think, I think they were having a good time. This what doesn't usually a- happen in the car. I had I went by one of those and I you know how often you see bumper stickers or something where you're like I really want to interact with this car oh, but I'm yeah, just you not, I'm not yes they yeah. they want the attention I'm just gonna move on but like maybe I'll give them a look of like Ugh. <laughs> but this was one of those <laughs> stupid things where I'm going thirty I'm one of the few cars on the and the, there's one guy in particular like sadly just looked like the whole day had been a bust there's only like nine of them there he's got his flag over his shoulder he looks to me with like kind of a look of like maybe I'll get a honk out of this guy. (laughs) And I just so slowly like reached my hand out and then turned it and flipped him off. (laughs) That like the whole reach of my arm, he was like just kind of coming up in body language. And then he just flipped me off back. But in the saddest, like it's been the longest day of this. I'm just like a MAGA guy or an anti-mask guy. Just one of the collection of like freedom, just kind of this, this, Let I'm out Let me die here. of COVID. I want to put it in my lungs. Why are you yeah. making me not die of COVID? It's like someone that still managed to find a pair of rustler jeans mm. and some white <laughs> Avias tennis shoes <laughs> that are real dirty around where the laces and, and seams meet. That kind of person, you know, mm. you're like, who is this? Where, where's no. this? What do they do? How are they living in this town? It was that guy. So in itself, a, a sort of sad human being. And I did feel like the lady in that group of like, I don't know this guy's life, but I've chosen to flip him off in this moment because fuck this behavior. And I don't, you know, a bumper sticker or something is one thing. But when you're gathering, when you're trying to get like, just get a, a gauge of are people into this? Are people supporting? I want you to know, like, no, we are not. Cut it out. Right. People are dead. There's half, yeah. over half a million people dead. Cut it out. Yeah. Fucking idiots. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could not. I was so, my adrenaline was going nuts. Like, I would have gotten out of the car and, like, physically fought them. I mean, I shouldn't. <laughs> my kids were in the car. So Guys, we that. can't let it come to that. You got no, of course not. But I'm just saying, I just, Yeah. I feel that, though. There are certain things, and it's always weird, because I think of myself as, like, a pacifist, but there are certain times in my life where I'm like, if someone doesn't hold me back, I don't know what I'm going to do. And now I've never actually done anything. Oh, you know what? One time I was very upset after a haircut where I felt like they cut too much. I think I've shared this story before. So I had a duffel you bag. fuck you, asshole. No, no, no. I was like, oh, thank you. Th- thank you. I love it. And then I went home and I took my duffel bag filled with books and I threw it against the plantation shutters in my bedroom. And I remember like it made a satisfying sound. That's, wow. oh, oh, oh. And then uh, when I worked at Time Out New York, I was so angry about something that Did I went up. you stomp your foot? <laughs> no. I went up to the wall and I pulled my leg back like to, like I was going to kick the baseboard and then I rammed it forward and then like stopped it an inch before and then just went boop <laughs> I tapped it <laughs> just go girl um yeah so I too understand rage uh listen you guys I want to tell you about, about something uh oh update Owen has pooped yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Owen. Yes. Tony, could you play something triumphant? 
Oh my God. Yes, he pooped. It was huge and gross. <laughs> oh, that's so great. I uh, like, don't have to stop giving him guy. milk. Yeah. I, I wore um, a really warm sweater for this, and anyone who's on the video is going to see. Gonna I like your sweater. Sorry. It's very fall. I know, but I'm sweating. So yeah. here it goes. Uh, okay. So I want to tell you guys about Embark. Dave, you should do this because you don't exactly okay. know what kind of, like, what breeds your dog is, do you? <laughs> yeah, we, we do. You we do. Gifted, we got gifted a thing. And, okay. Uh, well, it's 100% it, of one type of breed. So we are like, here it comes. Here we go. What do you think? Last thoughts? <laughs> just 100%. Like, he's a purebred dog. We hadn't, oh, no one had guessed that. So I we, didn't know that. What um, kind of dog? Yeah, what kind but, of dog? You're being so secretive. He's a purebred lab. what? It's oh. just a lab, and lab. No, one, no one guessed that. Yep. It's just different looking. Get out. Well, anyway, yeah. if you are wondering what kind of beast you have, or even if you know, like we, so Embark is a DNA test for dogs. Um, it's just a cheek swab. It's super easy. We knew that Wendy was Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, uh, and that was confirmed. But the thing about Embark that's so great is they tell you whether there's risk of all of other genetic diseases. And also you, if you, uh, want can be connected to relatives of your dog. So like I have, uh, I made a bio for Wendy. Initially, her bio was just "I'm fat," but then she lost some weight, so now it said "I'm outspoken" or something—you know, some cute dog thing—and um, a photo of her. But uh, I have talked to people who have relatives of Wendy, and it's so much fun. And I love getting an alert saying there's a new relative of her. Um, while we're Wendy in uncertain, what'd you say? Wendy the dog. Wendy the dog. I should that clarify. used to be our custom when I was on that you guys would do me the dignity of saying Wendy the dog. <laughs> I'm out of practice. When you spoke of her. And I feel just like we to should acknowledge that. What if we did a cheek swab of Wendy the human and sent it in? That's the fine. these they're so on top of it, they would write back with like this is, is not a, a dog. Human you've is accidentally a sh- right. was a dog. Um, while we are in uncertain times, there's one thing that we can be thankful for, and that is the recent pup adoption boom. Shelters are being cleared out, and that means you may not know that much about your new best friend. And Bark's Breed and Health Kit is the best way to know your pup, new or old. It's the best way to decode your dog. Developed by PhDs and veterinarians, and Bark provides the most accurate breed identification and genetic health results and can identify over 350 breeds, types, and varieties, or in the case of Dave Huntsberger, just one, and screen for over 200 genetic health conditions to help your vet provide the best medical care for your dog. Right now, Embark has an offer on their breed and health kit for our listeners. Go to EmbarkVet.com now to get free shipping and save $50 off your Embark breed and health kit with promo code BESTFRIEND. Visit Embark, E-M-B-A-R-K, Vet.com and use promo code BESTFRIEND to save $50 today. I also want to tell you guys about Raycon. We are supported by Raycon, whether it's for work or play. A lot of us are going to be on the move again this summer. My advice to you, take your Raycon earbuds with you. Um, I love Raycon earbuds. They're super comfortable. They're super light, great sound. Uh, and they are, uh, half the price of other premium audio brands. They look great. They feel better. They come in a range of cool colors, customizable gel tips included for a comfortable in-ear fit. And Raycons are built to go wherever you go with quick and seamless Bluetooth pairing and a compact charging case. Um, 
Also, hello, 24-hour battery life and portability. Um, I like to take them on walks. And they come in like a really just a really cool looking little charging case. Listen up. Raycon's offering 15% off all their products for my listeners. And here's what you've got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com slash best friend. You'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order. And it's such a good deal. You'll want to grab a pair and a spare. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash best friend. Again, that's buyraycon.com slash best friend. Okay. Tony Thaxton. Yeah. Did you get a haircut? Your hair is extra styly today. I did. Finally went and got what was my first one since like September or October, I think. Mm, it looks extra yeah, styled. I now, I Thank saw you. you were polling people to know whether you should let it grow or cut it. And what was the what was the consensus? It was actually pretty even. Uh, it was very close. And uh, so I, I, I ended up I was going to let it stay a little longer. I just wanted it to be a little more controlled and uh so it is longer than it used to be but it's uh still it's much more on the short side though mm. i was gonna uh let it go but uh yeah it just wasn't i don't know couldn't find anything longer that i felt like was gonna work what i like is that tony decided that the pandemic was a time to try out a different look and we're wrapping up the pandemic you know god willing in america at least at sea or in california california rates are down so california is wrapping up its pandemic and tony looks the same <laughs> you went back uh, yeah i mean i tried i tried some new things but just yeah i don't know i was uh i will say immediately after the haircut though i was like oh yeah i feel like it like made me feel better immediately it was it was weird yeah i never quite had that with a haircut before yeah I think if I decide to trim my toenails, I'll feel better. <laughs> it's my quiet. Grow them out. What'd you say? You could grow them out. Oh, I am growing them out. Yeah. I mean, a few of them, a few of them ha- I've had to trim because they like, you know, broke or something. But there's a few that I'm ho- they're holding strong. I mean, it couldn't be more gross. I just, I don't know. It's just a quiet, silent protest I'm having with myself. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> I think it's oh. nice. Long, luxurious toenails. That's right. A lot I of people can, wish yeah. they could grow them, you know? Mm-hmm. That's right. When I'm having a phone call, I can just tap them. Like, you know, it makes a soothing sound for everyone. Yeah, it's almost sandal season. You want to have a little something to show off down south, you know? Absolutely. People need something new to see. And you guys have hardwood floors. Bare feet don't sound great on hardwood floors, but that nice little tick, tick, tick. It's great. That's right. I yeah. always feel like I am very bad at self-care and I hate even the phrase. Same. And a, a couple of times in my life I've had a pedicure and when I have <laughs> my nails have inevitably been disgusting. And I, <laughs> the, the kind person who's been subjected to me will always say, do you want me to cut them? <laughs> I'm like, what do they think of me? <laughs> that I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going with this. Like, this isn't what I'm here for. Then I'm like, oh no, paint those motherfuckers. Let's take this to the limit. Like, I want those craggy two inch long. They're not really two. They're just like slightly too long. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I want those craggy things painted red. And I'm gonna head out on the town tonight. See, what, see if there are any takers. They don't want you to go home and have to throw a duffel bag of books against some shutters yeah. because they Feels trimmed so your toenails. They cut my beautiful toenails. <laughs> One thing they don't tell you about 
death is right before you die and kind of in the death process, you get this little checklist you can hit, but no one thinks about it ahead of time and most people miss it. And you come in and you're like, dang it, I forgot to... You can request things. You're like, oh, I hope I'm seven feet tall. You can, ju- but it's real quick because you're like headed mm. down the slide. Mm-hmm. And I managed to get slow growing toenails, and I mm. just can't recommend it enough. So when you die and you're going down the tube and you get your options for your reincarnation, so you're right. saying this is for your reincarnation. This is from my previous one. I thought ahead to right. this one. You know, in hindsight, could have checked off some other things, but I the toenails were a smart one. They're real hard to find on the list. I don't know why I burrowed in that deep, but mm. th- it's great. I like. I, I literally. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Else. Well, I mean, just how slow are we talking? <laughs> like half as fast as my fingernails, which I think is common. I think yeah. most people like they don't grow at the same rate, but maybe even like a third as much. Like I, I sometimes feel like I look down and I'm expecting that scene from Dumb and Dumber. Like, all right, gang, this has been a while, and then they're just like. We're good. And it's just, it's nice. It's just pleasant. <laughs> what are, what, I'm imagining, you know, when you go to a sushi restaurant and they give you that, that piece of paper and you like mark off what kind of rolls you want. Like I'm imagining uh-huh. that's what you're handed before you're yeah. reincarnated. What else, what else, what are the other options? They're different every time. You just, you know, you have to get like really, uh, you know, subconscious that that, med- that sort of like um, hypnosis, you know, where you recall all the way back to your birth, and then yeah. they go take it a step further, and you're like, everyone's <laughs> menu is a little different, you know. So you're like, if you're expecting stuff, like I'm gonna pick a really high, you know, whatever high IQ, and then all of a sudden the list involves mm-hmm. straight like eyelash See, length, and you're like, ah, See, I wasn't prepared for these, so it's I I just picked orange chicken. <laughs> <laughs> But you're yeah, not I got allergic it. to it, right? Yeah, you well, get it. Well, no, I, I, I got it, but then that was it. That's yeah, it. It's, you were hungry at the time. You got to think yeah. past. It's like they say not don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry. Yeah. Don't choose the qualities that you're going to have your in your next, next life. life. Don't get reincarnated when you're hungry. Don't, yeah. die, hun- don't die hungry. Be full all the time just because it can come at that. any moment. That's why they say that. I do. Th- this will sound extra crazy, but bonkers. That like sometimes I try to be pot- body positive, but let's face it, society does not always make you feel that way. And I will literally think, okay, well, maybe when I was going to come to earth, they said, you know, like you can be a TV writer. You'll love it. You could be, you know, like you'd be a comedy writer, but you will be fat. And that I was like, yeah, fine. And that some like wiser part of me was like, yeah, that's a good trade-off, Wendy. Like that sounds like an enjoyable life. You'll just be fat. Like who cares? <laughs> like so, when I get down about it, I'll I'll think maybe some better version of me that's more high-minded was like, that's fine. That's the dumb thing to be upset about. And then I'll think that I picked it, and that cheers me up. Really I love dumb. that. I love that though, because no, I love that. I love stuff like that. It doesn't sound bonkers to me, but again, I'm the person who's growing out my toenails. So take it with a grain of salt. It's also honestly crazy that you think of yourself as fat, but go ahead. No, no, I self identify as fat. Like I'm technically fat. Like I look, I have a high angle on this thing, but I mean, I'm fat. I mean, it's fine. Like I don't, I think it's also this thing. Like I'm saying, like the body positivity of it all is like, it's okay to embrace the word fat as no different than having like brown hair. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm technically fat. I like, 
that's okay. Like that, that's what I mean. Like I'm trying to do that where I'm just like, that's fine. Like, why is that? Who yeah. cares? Like, why is that descriptor? But, yeah. but so there are, loaded, you know, uh, but I love, don't you feel though that like, this is such a weird scale and that like, there is, there's this woman that I see running sometimes that is, I would classify as like dangerously anorexic. And I oh, wonder yeah. if she would, in this conversation be like, yeah, me too. I'm also fat. Like, well, yeah. And that's where I think it's dangerous yeah. for me. It's more about embracing what I think would be like, I wear like a size 14 or 16, which I think is doctors and people like that He's would average. say, Oh, you're fat. No, they say fat. I mean, oh, they say, right. my, it's both. I have a it's doctor both. I stopped going to because she was so weird about my weight. And I, but I'm just trying to kind of embrace it as like, why is that? Like, why can't I identify as that if that's like the category that society puts my body into? And I, there's a lot of other women like me that I'm friends with where we all just feel like, you know, fuck it. And there's like, I feel better for younger people now because there is like a body positivity movement and a recognition that like, because I personally... And I, I know I probably say this too much because I'm trying to like not get made fun of, but like it happens to be true. Like I exercise every single day. I eat really well. Like I, I know how much I eat because I dieted so hardcore for years. And when it was like, okay, I'm literally starving myself all the time and I'm still a fat person. And if I eat a regular amount, I weigh exactly the same amount as when I'm trying to eat 1200 calories a day, which approaches a starvation level for someone who's five foot nine, that I just finally was like, fuck it. I can't do that anymore in order to like represent. So like, I still eat a number that is much lower than what my body weight should be in calories every day, but I'm fat. And that's like, I think that's the thing is like, people are, you know, I have a friend who's like, but people are you know, people are fat for different reasons. Some people are like me and their body just wants to be fat and that's fine. But like, we have to start like embracing the idea that that's just like a type of body. It's Mm -hmm. insane to think that everyone could, if, because there's no one who tries to lose weight more than fat people. There's no one who can tell you the calorie count of every single food more than someone who is fat. And chances are they have been on a million diets that literally just don't work for their body. It's not that they don't do them correctly. It's that they don't work. And I am an, I can attest to that. I'm like the most type A person I know I've done them. And at a certain age, they stopped working maybe because I had dieted so much because I had starved myself. And at a certain point, you just have to be like, well, fuck it. This is my body. And should I not swim? Should I not enjoy my life? Should I hate myself all the time? No, it doesn't always work. Like, like I'm saying those times when I have to be like, I think I chose this before I came to earth. I would like to have this life, but the, you know, but I'm also fat and that's fine. So it's like, did you ever know, run that by the doctor? Did what? just the, the, the doctor you hated, like <laughs> your th- like that, that philosophical thing of like, I made a deal before I was born. <laughs> I think I'll try it next time. <laughs> Doctors, I like freeze yeah. up because they don't believe you. And it's clear on their face that they don't believe you. And they say some pretty shocking things. Like a lot of fat people, my friend was, she had been pregnant. She had her baby and she went to the doctor and she was fat. And, you know, he was like, you need to lose weight. She had some crazy symptoms. It turned out she had cancer. Oh my God. And he told her to lose weight. And it was only because she like kept with it. She was like, no, something else is going on. She went to like two or three more people. She had like a rare blood cancer. And so it was like, and that was causing the symptoms, not being overweight. So it's like, there's a real problem with fat people avoiding healthcare Mm -hmm. because they think the doctor is going to only want to talk to them about being fat when they feel like they're sick for a different reason. And also just the shaming, like, 
I like, I quit my gynecologist because she said that she didn't want to give me a C-section because she didn't want to cut through all my greasy fat. She and said that? Like, out loud oh to me. My I mean, God. they say shocking things. What? And this was right before I gave birth when I was so anxious. And honestly, like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's wild. Like I have a really average body size actually. Like I identify as fat because I think it's healthier for me, but it's a pretty average body size. And for the doctor yeah. to say that to me when I'm already so anxious about right. giving birth is to basically say, I don't feel safe doing your C-section. I didn't wind up having a C-section, but it's wild. The things that doctors make free to say to you, where you're just like, Wow, was and it's not it doesn't shame people into losing weight. Like I said, I've right. tried to lose weight seven thousand ways. And I used to be smaller when that would work. And then it just stopped working. Not that I started eating differently. It literally stopped working. My body no, just started getting bigger. And I was like, what the fuck is happening to my body? But I think it was all those years of like under eating and trying to starve myself under the impression of that. I've really taken over this podcast, guys. No, it's okay but, though. Um, I mean, it's like I, yeah, it's I wild. am it's a wild journey. I relate to everything you're saying. I part yeah. of the reason that I mean, there was a number of reasons that I wanted to switch OBs. Um, we moved and I didn't have a great experience with my at the first time around. So I wanted to do it, be at a different hospital. But part of it was how she had made me feel about the amount of weight I gained while I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I uh, asked to get my records from the hospital. And uh, just because I was like, that whole birth was very... Um, he, he, he there was macone yeah it was traumatic yeah. it was painful it was my epidural didn't work it was traumatic he had meconium i didn't get to hold him they took him he had to go mm. to the nicu right away yeah. like they had basically they had to do cpr on him and I, I was like very confused by what was happening and so i just thought being able to to read it would would help me like make sense of what had happened kind of. And in the patient history, it was like, despite seeing a nutritionist patient has struggled with obesity, this pregnancy and like, and it was, and I remembered that when I got there before I was, um, when I got to the hospital before they started my induction, I hadn't eaten anything that morning. And I knew that once they start the induction, you're not allowed to eat, but before you can. um, So I mentioned to the nurse that like, oh, you know, I'm a little bit hungry. And she gave me some crackers and like peanut butter. But I was playing it back thinking she had just read about how patient has struggled with obesity. And like, it just, it made me feel just uncomfortable and embarrassed. I wish I didn't judge myself this way, but I felt embarrassed. Embarrassed. Like, because she read about, yeah. And then, like, there I am asking for a snack. But, like, the truth of it was, I hadn't eaten anything that day, but still, I don't know. So, anyway, that's what I'm saying. Listen to that wheels within wheels in your mind of, like, that's what it makes you like. You cannot just not eat. And it does feel like, I feel like there's a couple of, when, I'm sorry. We can move. Let's move on to other topics. I could talk about this all day, but I was going to tell one more story. But I tell, tell your story. Tell your story. Okay, it's really quick. Is that like after I had such crazy postpartum anxiety after my child was born, and a lot of it was related to food and eating, which I think was from a lifetime of this garbage yeah. in my head. And I sort of like was so anxious that I literally couldn't eat. I was struggling. I would have to have like soups and juice and stuff like that to try to, cause I was breastfeeding. So the, mm-hmm. breastfeeding is an extra 850 calories a day that your baby is having. And I was postpartum. I was going through anxiety. I was having some weird situations in other parts of my life. And then I told the doctor, I was like, I mean, I had lost like 40 pounds within the space of like a month or something oh, really rapid because of this problem I was having. 
And she's like, so, and I mean, I was so anxious that I thought I was going to have to be like institutionalized. And she's like, well, you know, maybe it's good. Oh my God. Because of the weight loss. Wait, this was, like, your, this was your OB? What if I had been, she didn't say some of the things you would think you would ask, which is like, oh, so you're experiencing a mental right. episode. Do you feel, do you feel like you would want to harm yourself? I didn't at all to, Good. to like, just to close that off. Or are do you, you know, do you have bad feelings about the baby? None of that was happening to me, but those are the questions you should be asking. Yeah. Someone in my situation who seems mentally distressed is saying they have postpartum anxiety has lost 40 pounds in a month. Those are the things you should be saying to them is like, what's going on here? Are you yeah. okay? And so she was like, well, I mean, maybe it's good. Oh, and I was like, like that. I know it makes me yeah. really upset to Ugh. think about. And I, even in the moment, I couldn't really advocate for myself. And now I can sort of in retrospect, but it's like, it's wild. The medical profession doesn't know how to talk to fat people. And I think they cause a lot more problems with people yeah. than they should. So, because you're just living your life and your body doing the best you can. And when you look at like parents and children, they frequently look pretty similar and not because they're eating exactly the same diet. They move into different houses later in life. Like they, their bodies are telling them it's the same way your hair color or whatever. It's wild. It's a wild journey. I like the idea of thinking of it like an agreement you made um, while Daniel was ordering orange chicken and Dave was focused on his toenails. I like that because it's like connecting with the part of you that know that has a different perspective on it, but it's just like in this society, it's hard to always hang on to that perspective. So I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, listen, you guys, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is it preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. Um, I know so many people who have done BetterHelp. Uh, they've started it recently. They are feeling like they are getting so much out of the experience. Um Especially right now, it can be hard to find help. BetterHelp is there. Uh, and one of the things I think is so great about it is if you don't like the first therapist that you're matched with, you can keep changing. No extra charge until you get someone where you feel like it's a good match. I mention that because I know that the idea of starting therapy can be daunting. I mean, just that alone is daunting. Um and then especially right now when, you know, it's it's virtual, you might be feeling like, but I don't, what if it's, it's commitment. I don't know. What if it's not the right person? It is, it is not. Uh, it is not something that you need to be anxious about. You can, you will get, they will get you to the right person. Uh, it is totally okay to want to switch. Um, join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Our listeners get 10% off the first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash best friend. That's betterhelp, better H-E-L-P.com slash best friend, betterhelp.com slash best friend. Okay. So, um, well, I had, since we're talking about uh, ways of looking at things and whatnot, I had a little bit of um, an epiphany, if you will. Uh, it was, it, and I, it's a little bit like silly and, and woo-woo, but maybe not. Um, but but I'm going to share it because I think some people will relate. I, uh, and I'm not proud of this. However, I was thinking back on some people who were like peers of mine career-wise 10 years ago, 12 years ago, who've since gone on to, to great success, just eclipsed me and then some. And then I was thinking, what happened? What happened? 
that was supposed to happen for me. I don't know who decided. I decided that was supposed to happen for me. It didn't pan out in that way. Um, and then I was like, man, I missed my window. I mean, these, I, again, not proud of these thoughts. They're very navel gazy and very like me, me, me. And also they're not taking, they're not, um, feeling grateful for all the wonderful things that are, ha- have happened in my life and my career. I, uh, I own that. Also, I was premenstrual. So that's my excuse. But, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I was thinking, um, I guess I just missed my window. I guess I just have to change my goals. And then I had, and that's not, it's not a frequent thought, but it's not entirely an infrequent thought for me. This feeling that like the, 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 there was some opportunity that I somehow squandered or something. But then I had this thought, which was, but I am changing each day and I'm evolving and I'm like working on stuff in therapy, pretty basic stuff that I think that other people maybe figured out a while ago, but that I'm a little bit behind on just things like how to like communicate in a direct way. And yeah. And I was thinking, you know, I'm working on this stuff and I'm becoming a better version of myself and maybe whatever it is that was, you know, could have been holding me back in different situations in the past will sort like I'm, 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 I'm working on those things so that when the, so the right opportunity, if it's right for me, will find me and I will, I'm continuing to grow and I think that if something's right for you, you really don't have to push that hard. So I don't know. I just all of a sudden saw, I don't feel like I didn't articulate that well. However, I all of a sudden saw in a different way, this idea that like a, a window closed. I, I don't think that's really how life works. I, um, <clears throat> January of 2020, I, you know, filmed that, this stand-up production and, uh, and since then, you know, obviously there's been a global pandemic that is a big part of it, a number of other things, but like just from the technical side of things, proxies detaching or showing up the wrong resolution or the wrong aspect or frame ratio or size and all these weird things of like, Oh, I gotta redo that again. And just, it's a computer running for eight or 10 hours and like, okay, start over again and redo like all this stuff, then sending it off. And the most recent thing was a drive went to New York, got like colored and then got sent back. And was it the wrong size yet again from oh, someone no. who's like dealing with this dude is like dealing with the most precise, like I make my tea exactly like this and like Gail Bedecker and Breaking Bad, just very methodical. This type of person you'd be like, there's an error? How? And it just feels like, oh, you just press on, you know, like the timing's not, but you know, when things work well, when like think of certain people's careers where like everything just went do, 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 do. And at like 22 or three, Eddie Murphy, you know, at 19, Eddie Murphy's career was just like moving, you know, so many things had to line up for that to happen. And, uh, if you haven't interviewed Demorge Brown, I think you should, do you know him, Wendy? Do you uh-uh. know him? I don't uh, know who that is. Tony probably wouldn't. Know I, I know him right? a little, like barely, uh, but I, I'm a very, I know him. Okay. Him very I think much, he's yeah. just a genius. He's just so funny. He's involved in all these channel one-on-one things as an, he started like an improv and he's just, get the best mentality about that sort of thing of just like 
everyone's so concerned with how it's going right now. Like, just do the stuff and then, you know, it'll shake out at the end and people can decide and determine like whether it was good or bad or what, you know, if how you did at it or whatever. And he he just goes along and just everything he does puts so much into it and he creates these bizarre character. It just, I feel like everything he does is just great. And I I really like his outlook on it as well because no one knows who he is. He's not a household name, but I just think he's phenomenal. Oh, look him up. (laughs) Have you guys seen the Bee Gees documentary on uh, HBO? Is yeah, it great? it's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was really great. Um, and this conversation is reminding me of something I had. I thought at the end of that, where you've just gone through their whole career, and you know, first of all, as a as a group, you know, they they've had they had so many eras. You know, they started out doing ballads when they were young and they were really big, and then suddenly times changed a little bit and no one was interested in them and then they reinvented themselves and you see how the creative process went with that which was really interesting and then they become huge again they record the soundtrack that's becomes the biggest selling album of all time at the time a huge success and then suddenly you know disco is out of fashion and they as the sort of standard bearers of disco are just reviled and they have to reinvent themselves again. And anyway, at the end of the movie, Barry Gibb, who's the last surviving brother of these four brothers. But the yeah. eldest, too. And the eldest. So, you know, Andy Gibb died young. And then, you know, Mo died of a stroke, I think. And then his brother Robin just died a few years ago, I think, of, of cancer. And he's in Miami and he's looking. He's, I think he was by the ocean at the time. And he's like, you know, we have had, I've had all this success. I've had thousands of songs recorded. I have had 20 top number one hits. You know, everything you could possibly want. He goes, and I would happily have had none of it if my brothers were with me right now. Yeah. And you're just like, that's it, folks. Yeah. Like, you can't have more success than Barry Gibb has had. Uh, and he's telling you that that's not it. Yeah. You know, your ego wants that success. And of course, it's great to to want to have goals and want to achieve things. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't don't be fooled. Like having relationships, having meaningful relationships, being a part of people's lives, loving each other. That's the game. I'm for you. The first time I cry on Alice's podcast. (laughs) It's really, it's really moving. It's really true. Sometimes I, when I, when I feel like I'm going to feel down or like, I literally have like, this also sounds bonkers thing, way too much bonkers stuff today, but I'll literally have this game where I'll be like, what if I had died? And they said, you get to go back for one day. You'd think this was the fucking best day. Like you would be Daniel so happy. I do that all the to time. To breathe the air and look at a tree and mm-hmm. see your kids. So like, stop it. Like it's a yeah. way you do. That's so funny. I didn't know anyone else played that <laughs> game with themselves. That's like, I try <laughs> yeah. to remember and then I'll forget for a while. And then I'll remember that I'm supposed to do that. And then I do it again because it the helps way, your mind a lot. Yeah. The way I, the way I frame it for myself is um, I'll, I'll do it often when like, it's a way to check myself sometimes when the kids are being impossible. Yeah. Yep. Um, and yep. I'll be like, okay, they're at their worst right now and I'm at my worst. And sometimes I'll just go like, when I'm 80 
hopefully I get to be that old, you know, and I'm like sitting there and someone gave me the opportunity to trade, to spend all of my money for just five minutes. You know, I probably, I, I'll, I do it Yeah, just even at their worst moment, because I can tell you right now, like I'll look at videos of Elliot even a year ago and I'm like, fuck. That guy is gone. Yeah, I miss. Like, I can't, I can't be with that snuggly like little dude. To, yeah, it's trying to hold on to like the beads of like beads falling off a string, or like you yes. can't do it. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So it is. It, it helps. It, it is help. crazy how fast they change. Like I wouldn't have thought so he. I I wasn't aware of how different he was just a year ago. I mean, it's it's wild. Um, so I want to say hello and thank you and welcome to my new Patreon listeners. Let me tell you guys, <laughs> I feel like I'm like on QVC. Um, so Patreon bonus episodes. Daniel and I did a bonus episode this weekend where we answered people's questions. We went in depth on, uh, turns out Daniel dated someone that I had never heard of. He claims. I saw it on Twitter. I saw that on Twitter. He claims he mentioned her before. He never mentioned her, but it was just casual. And then I'm like, well, was it sexual? And he's like, yeah. Who did I marry? (laughs) I didn't know that I married someone who was capable of that. All of my relationships with everyone are sexual. (laughs) Cool as fuck. So we went in depth on that. And also we talked about other stuff, which I can't remember right now, but I know it was a very fun episode. Um, So bonus episodes like that. Uh, You can watch videos of this. Look at the necklace, Wendy Untangled and Daniel's beachy background. That's right. There it is. Um, And uh, oh, but the but the Monday episodes those are on YouTube, youtube.com slash Alison Rosen and uh, Zoom parties and new perk. I've been having so much fun with it. If you're at the confidant and above level, that's the $10 and above level, you can text me and I'll text you back. I've been texting up a storm with people. It's like my favorite new thing to do. What if so- I get that one? You should get it, Wendy. I might. I get mean, it. you could also you 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 can text me without know, doing it. But, but I'm this, thinking, what if I do, and then I just fucking go nuts. That you can <laughs> instant text, Allison. Allison It'd be Allison, surprising, Allison Allison, <laughs> Allison. 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 What are you doing, Allison? Allison. That sounds like Daniel and I used to joke about if our dog could text, it would just be like, "Hi, hi, hey, hi, hey, hi, hey, hey, where hey. are you? Coming home." Hi. You coming home? Yeah. Hey. So it could be like that. Um, anyway, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Oh, and you could submit carbs that I'll call you, uh, maybe with an incorrect song, and you submit questions for my guests. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay, let's say hello and welcome. Allison wants to say thank you to a couple of special people out there who signed up to be new patrons. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. I love that. Tony, are your drums in your house? Um, yes, but those are, those are, uh, fake, fake drums. Drum. Yeah. I mean, they're electronic drums running through some programs to sound real and yeah, but neat. Well, I love it. Okay. I was going to say welcome to Laura L and Dave S. Dave S signed up for an annual subscription. I should have mentioned, I'm really off my game today. If you sign up for an annual subscription, you get two months free. So if you like a deal, go for that one. 12 months for the price of 10. Uh, and then That's Elizabeth. 
Elizabeth B, Sarah M, and Amy M G signed up for annual subscriptions, and then Paul E converted to annual and increased his pledge. So welcome everyone. I hope you are enjoying all of the Patreon. Um, let's see here. Let's do like just a couple quick just mirror everyone's. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. This is the segment where we read things that people send in that they think are doing. They wonder, is it just them or everyone? If you would like to submit one of yours, tweet it to at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F and use the hashtag J-M-O-E for just me or everyone. Uh, here's one from Linda. And I'm wondering what you guys are going to think. You might think she's a monster. I don't know. Linda says, when picking out a greeting card, I rarely take the intended envelope. I'm always looking around for a different colored envelope that matches the card better. I can't say I've ever done that. I do that. If the if there's anything that really <clears throat> displays, maybe it's American culture, but I'd say it's just humanity and what a pack of hyenas we are. <laughs> it's the greeting card section, especially at like midday Mother's Day. Just looks like a bomb went off in there. Yes. People don't oh, have yeah. any decency to set them back in the sleeve they came in. Like, mm. I picked this right. up. I, I have no idea where I grabbed it. It must go here, halfway in, <laughs> diagonally. The envelope, I don't have time. I'm just going to throw it. It just becomes <laughs> chaos. That's it's just the worst. That's why we have things like the mass Singer, because of those assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the reason why I would do that, though, is because I, you look around and you're like... I don't even know if this is the right envelope to begin with. <laughs> right. Yeah. You just like line them up. It looks like it's going to fit. Let's get it's out chaos. of here. I, yeah, yeah. I always do. I do have to check because, and I think it's an express, like I have almost like a fear of buying a card that won't go into its envelope. I think because yeah. I'm claustrophobic and I'm like, oh, yeah. I feel bad for that card. <laughs> <laughs> do you look at it and you're like, envelope. <clears throat> so every now and again, you get one where like, maybe this is one I made myself where the flap where they're glued isn't accessible area and therefore you look at it like that should do the trick and you go to put it in and it's mm, right mm-hmm. to the edge of the glue stream oh, like, no then you have to like uh, muscle it down in there yeah. the worst stressful yeah, i don't routinely very, do that very stressful <laughs> i know stress guys that's up there <laughs> i don't routinely do that but if there is not an envelope with the card and i want the, if it's if it's picked over like dave's saying i will just find one that go that goes and then i'm out of there um Let's see. Oh, here's one from me. Sometimes when I'm at my desk in the middle of something, I'll keep delaying peeing until I feel like I'm dying. Why do I do this to myself? No, you delay <laughs> peeing until you know I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> and then and then you come and say, <clears throat> um, are you going to be in there long? <laughs> <laughs> no, I. OK, so I'm a frequent peer. But for some reason, when I'm at my desk, getting up to go to the bathroom just feels like I just want to get this thing done. I just want to get this thing done. So I'll delay it. And then when I need to go, invariably, poopy pants over here, which is the name I usually reserve for my children, is always, you are always in there when I need to use it. Well, yeah. Always in there. There's some part of you that delights in rushing my pooping. By the way. I feel like you resent, you you secretly resent my pooping no you think it's you think i'm trying to uh not be with the family 
Well, like, are you? I mean, though I, that's what absolutely. I'm pooping for. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's my only. It's my only place I can go. Yeah, I will poop for thirty three minutes. Only two minutes of which we're pooping. I legit have to poop for two hours. Mm, that's different. <laughs> don't anyone? It's a medical condition. Uh, don't judge that's me. That's too much information. <laughs> and uh, I yes, I do have to take a bunch of magazines and a TV and. <laughs> Um, don't judge me again. It's not fair. The thing is, we have more than one bathroom. So I don't know why we both have to use that one, but I wish you could use a different one, Daniel. I do. Now, when you're in there, I just go use another bathroom. But when I'm in there, you, you're married to the bathroom. My lady accoutrements are in that one. Yeah. No, it's, it's fine. Tampons. The closest I had was, especially during the pandemic, with not wanting to use public restrooms or use them as little as possible, I kept doing this thing where I would have an errand or two to need to go run, and I would get two minutes into the drive and then to go, like, oh, I, maybe I should have peed before I left. I'm sure I'll be okay. And oh. then every step is just this, like, they should show it like a spy movie with, like, the level of how it's progressing because I was just like, this line at the hardware store is real stressful all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. I've stopped. I've stopped ever being like, I think I can make it. If I get the thought, I'm just like, I got to find a bathroom. Smart. Yeah. It's not great, though. It's inconvenient. Um, listen, you guys, this has been a very fun episode that had some emotion to it as well. Uh, if you enjoyed what you're hearing, please leave us a nice comment on Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure you are, and I was going to say subscribed, but apparently the new term is make sure you're following the podcast. I haven't updated my phone to have this new thing, but apparently that's the new. That's like if, Apple, right? Yeah. If you update or upgrade, or I don't know what I, Apple Podcasts. Cast. It's like it's called follow now. Anyway, just make sure you're following and subscribed and um, tell all your friends. Listen to Childish. Uh, I'm on Cameo. I'm on Patreon, which I've already mentioned so many times. And follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. Dave, where do we find you? Um, DavidHuntsberger.com. There's a lot of streaming albums and things. Uh, if you listen to stand up comedy online, you can find that all over the place. There's a thing I did called One Headed Beast that's on uh, like Amazon, a couple other places, and a new one coming soon. And this is, oh, and these are those tapes. Don't you ever forget it. It's real, <laughs> <laughs> it's 100% real. The most recent comment said, uh, I thought this was a joke. I didn't think this podcast existed. So if you're one of those people, just just Google. Just see if like that <laughs> collection real. of words takes you anywhere. It's real. It's a real podcast. David and I have it's a podcast. A long, yeah, it's not a long-running bit. I, I know it would be a funny <laughs> thing for us to do. And maybe we'll start a second podcast that is that. We've already yeah. given it away. That's but... no effort at all to start a podcast that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like people that are in a fake band. But then additionally, this isn't a, a plug, but going back to the the conversation of being thankful and like it really I hope everyone has done that throughout this of just taking stock of like being all together and if you're alone appreciating the people that you're missing reaching out to them saying hello long lost friends but 
Uh, you guys, everyone in, in here has have been so great to us and so helpful, especially everyone keeps telling us having a baby in a pandemic is probably not the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I've never done it any other way. And uh, it's been manageable because you guys are just so thoughtful and kind. So thank you very much. And um, listen to these those tapes. It's on Apple Podcasts and um, Stitcher. You can find it everywhere. But you guys are nice people. And um, thank you for helping us out. We really appreciate it. Um, I want to meet that baby one of these days. I know. He's so, uh, he's great. <laughs> he's really, he's like a, such a good size right now. Just like, <laughs> Wendy, what about you? Um, I'm on Twitter as at Wendy Molino. Um, I have a public facing Instagram that I never do anything with at great North Wendy. Um, I, uh, run the show, the great North with my sister Lizzie, and we have aired nine episodes and you can catch up on all of those on Hulu as a binge if you want. And then we have two, only two more this season, um, starting this Sunday and next Sunday will be the season finale. And then next year we'll be back for a full season, but this is it for this year. So you can also wait. And then all 11 of those will be on Hulu and you can watch them like a modern person. And um, what else? These are those tapes is a podcast I have with David Huntsberger, who just also mentioned it. Um, and I but, think but if they just oh, tune Bob's Burgers, I'm still on Bob's Burgers. Watch Bob's Burgers. Yeah, there you go. That's everything. If they tuned in between when the two of you guys <laughs> were talking, then they caught it when you mentioned it. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so for people <laughs> who tuned know. in and only listened to the last couple minutes of a podcast, <laughs> that was useful. <laughs> Tony, what about you? Uh, I am Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. And my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday, which also has a Patreon, patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And uh, yeah. And it. if you send him your bra, he'll hang it on his wall. Yeah. Why it's not? a so, dog harness, but it just looks kind of bra-like. I'm just, just a joke. Oh. Oh, oh I okay. can't even see I it. I see what you're doing. Okay. Oh. Really? Oh. <laughs> I thought it was like a bit from another show that oh, I didn't no, hear no, that just... Tony was getting bras. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do, he'll put it on the wall. Yeah, that's a guarantee. He'll put it right next to the dog harness. Yeah, mm-hmm. someone sent Tony a bra. You got to now. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happened to the no robe? Yeah. Whatever happened Ooh. to it? What yeah, it? no robe Tony's. Are you still Never not wearing Still, still oh. no robe. Never still no robe. On. Yeah. Maybe we could try to get it. it off the ground, just like cl- the clown method. <laughs> yeah. we have, we you know. guys, we have a yeah. lot to do this year. Um, all right, this has been so much fun. Thank you, guys. I love all of you. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? Rosen, here's your new band.